Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one, zero, zero, zero. Hello world, and welcome to a Saturday edition of the Gadget Cast. Might be the permanent time for Gadget Cast. We'll talk about that later. I am Gregory McFadden, joined always with my co-host Travis M C P. Space travel. Hey, you kind of hit it that time, more mm. or less. That was pretty good. I extended the good. P. You know, I went P. Yeah, you just, I mean, you had to. You extended your P out. Yeah, I understand. Listen, yeah, get oh. in there. Oh, it was extended. It was an extended P. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing it Saturday. So for most of you, the vast majority of people who listen to GadgetCast listen on audio, and they don't care because they listen to it up to a week or two later. Yeah, uh, but I yeah, still, we're trying something new. I still have to decide if I'm releasing the episode tomorrow or if I just go oh, yeah. straight for a Monday release. I feel like with a podcast, maybe it's best to wait for Monday. Like, ooh, it's the start of a new week. Let me load up my favorite audio shows on the way to work on a Sunday might be a bad time to release it. Cause people, you know, usually relaxing. But you're, you're thinking YouTube related. Like there's no algorithm for this. It just sits there and it's in their subscription thing. No, there, there is no algorithm. You're right about that, but there is, there is a feed. And like, mm-hmm. if, if it's Monday and like 10 other podcasts, you know, published, uh, we might be on the back of the feed. Okay, that's not, but, a, that's not a bad point. But I think I will release it tomorrow as an, we'll see an experiment. And then if we'll like our, yeah. if our listens are down, we'll be like, oh no. Oh it's no. It's got to be a Monday. Pull it and pull it and release it yeah, again on gonna, Monday. Yeah, we're going to pull <laughs> You could do that. Let, let, you could do that listen, on a you can, you can schedule it, right? You can just get it ready and schedule for it. Just, schedule, just keep it on Monday. The people who listen to audio, that's what they're used to, whatever. But they're going to be like two days it could be like a day behind in information. I guess it's fine. Not Monday's really. fine. Yeah. No, Unless no. there's something critical we're going to go Nothing over Nothing happens on Sunday, need. so you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Nothing's mm. happening. Mm. Watch the and fle- then watch everything happens tomorrow. The flexibility <laughs> of, a, of a GadgetCast podcast. I don't know if Saturday is going to be the right time. I kind of, you know, Saturday, you know, maybe we'll have to do it in like a weekday. I don't know when the best time to get people live is. Because I'm like, five o'clock on a Saturday... You know, I, it's a weird time. It's I a weird time, Gadget but Sunday. Cast, yeah, I love Gadgetcast. I think we do a good show. But if I'm if I'm being completely honest with you, it's hard to get someone 5 p.m. on a Saturday. People are busy. They got they got their lives ahead of them. The people sitting here, obviously, you know, you know, I'm not going to say anything. But uh, no, so we might have to look into doing a weekday. I think a weekday show might work really well. But that's also just. It's a pain in scheduling, and and Travis now has something on Sunday, so it's it's been a it's been hard to do a Sunday show. We've been having to like rush out of those Sunday shows. We gotta find something, but we're gonna do yeah. it. We're gonna commit to finding the perfect day. Uh, right. We'll do it whenever uh, you know, whenever Lou later is on. I think we should just yeah go exactly. On. We Let's should just, just do the same. Time. We should go on when when Lou goes on, and we should just restream his show, and then like we should like pay <laughs> someone to like Photoshop like. Like I'll be Willie Do. You could be Lou. Like they'll Photoshop your your face on uh <laughs> on Lou, and they could Photoshop well, my face on Willie Do. And I think uh, I think that's the gadget cast for the for the foreseeable future. I don't think he does. He actually go live. It's all of his stuff's produced kind of like uh, I just need them. Like they I, I just need releases like a 4K beautiful looking podcast, mm. but it's after the fact. It's not streamed. I don't know what Lou does. Does Lou stream his thing? I don't know. Does Lou stream? Does anyone know if Lou streams? Let us know in the uh, chat. I don't know if he streams. It he looks like he has a live streaming setup, but you're right. It pro- it probably is just pre-produced when like a live show. 
Hey, Onbox Therapy doing a live show. I feel like that's a lot of like free cash. Like that's a lot of super chats coming in with that kind yeah. of audience. But I well, guess, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, like, if it wasn't for me, you, and and Prosser uh, a year or so ago, because uh, he's gone back to not really responding on Twitter again. Remember mm. for like a week, almost a week. We had him so engaged on Twitter. He was talking to everybody. That was us, by the way. He doesn't naturally talk to people on Twitter. It's it's kind of Oh funny. yeah. We we turned him off to the idea of ever talking to anyone ever again on Twitter after yes. uh after the oh. whole later case debacle. Uh oh. that was a fun time in Gadgetcast history where we had we had the attention of Lou. He's like laser focused on just addressing us. And then he like retreated forever and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Not worth the time, not worth the hassle. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on doing what I do. True, Willie very do. true story. And very then, true story. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, uh, Lou Later fans, I'm sure it's a really good show. I've seen some clips, and uh, you know, they got something going there. I think they're gonna be a success. What do you think? They'll you be think? great. They'll be great. I think. I think someday, if they if they try hard enough, they'll be it'll be a very yeah, this, good this successful little, channel. This little unbox therapy guy, I think. I think bright things are ahead in his future. He should try bending some phones and see if that works for him. Uh, what do you? All right, what do we got today on the news? Uh, in the news cycle, I just thought we'd schedule? relax and uh, you know talk about Lou for like an hour, <laughs> and then we'd you know clock out and uh, you know enjoy our Saturday good. night. Um, Listen, uh, we got a lot to talk about. I, we were gone last week because of Easter, but in that time, Apple announced a new event. WWDC Worldwide mm -hmm. Developers Conference 2021. That is a huge show for them. We're expecting a lot of uh, a lot of announcements out of that show. But before we talk about WWDC, before we talk about products there and, and what we can expect, uh, what do you think, Travis? Uh, you know, we like John Prosser. Uh, he's mm -hmm. usually right on a lot of things, especially date related. But he said there'd mm -hmm. be a March event. Now all of a sudden he doesn't have eyebrows. He got that wrong. Yep, that's true. Uh, and then he said April event. It's in April this time. Yeah. Now, you know, it's April 10th as we record this. So there's time. There's time. Apple could. Apple could this Tuesday, and it would mm -hmm. be this Tuesday, I think, would go, hey, April event at the end of this month. Come join us in two weeks, and we're going to show you all the new products we have to announce. But I feel like... Once they announce an event in the future, WWDC is in June, for those of you that don't know, I feel like the chance of a actual streamed event is pretty slim at this point. What do you think? Let me ask the question then. Mm. Has there been a time where, and because I don't know the answer to this, has there been a time where Apple has announced an event and then after that announced event, announced a sooner event? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I, I, I mean, you know, I've never heard of any company memory. doing that, by the way. It just doesn't make any sense. You don't announce far away yeah, events. Yeah, like, what did then... you, you would announce the April event first and be like, hey, we're doing this April event thing. Also, come join us this time. Now, WWDC is like an event and like they have to like get like, well, developers traditionally would travel to like California to attend this event, but it's going to be virtual again this year. And um, maybe that's just like a heads up, though, that Apple has to give like, hey, we got, you know, we got to give these people two months of prep to like kind of free their schedule if they want to join in on any of these virtual sessions. 
But I still feel, and you know, like with Apple with these virtual events now, they can announce them anytime, you know, where it's still kind of like weird, like this period we're in, they could, they don't have to follow normal rules, but I think normal rules would dictate that uh, you don't announce one event uh, for a later date and then all of a sudden announce a sooner event. So I don't know. I still think we'll see iPads and stuff in April, like this iPad Pro we've been hearing about for so long is supposed to be out in March. Um... So I still think we'll see something in April. I feel like there's a lot of stuff they have to announce. I don't think they want to save it all for a developer's conference. That would just be uh, too much, too much at one time. But I will say, um, I am a little concerned overall. I mean, me and you make tech videos on YouTube, and I've been reading a lot about this global chip shortage. Like, yeah. like things are being delayed products are not being made there you know there's not enough chips to go around people can't find a playstation 5 or a series x online and uh yeah it's we've been hearing about like a chip shortage thing but like there's like talks i i there's like talks that this is actually affecting like apple now who you know famously like pre-buys a lot of their chips and uh you know this is all speculation but um there's like articles saying like yeah, they're going to push back products they were planning to announce because they don't have enough chips to put them in and they don't want to release these products and not have inventory ready to go. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to affect everything. Um, weirdly, like we haven't seen anything like this in a while. We actually would have expected to have more of this last year, which I guess to a degree we kind of did. But you would think by now we would be out of that. It's really strange. And I haven't been t- paying close enough attention to have seen it coming. But the only thing I know is in my sphere of knowledge, it came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, like, oh, chip shortage. Like, what do you mean chip shortage? We're just buying and making and sending stuff out and releasing new products left, right, and center. Maybe that's why the chip shortage. I don't know. But I was not aware that that was going on until very, very, very recently. And it will affect not just our favorite tech, but, you know, some some stuff just in the world that I think mean, it's going to affect cars and stuff. Like it's going to affect a lot of things. It. it- Like, it's crazy. I mean, everyone knows this, right? We're so reliant on technology, but it's like, yeah, there's stuff that goes into this that like there's a high demand for technology right now. Uh, We talked about this all during uh, all during, you know, this whole entire year of like people are buying laptops, people are buying iPads, people have to work from home, people have to go to school from home. And people were actually, you know, we famously thought at the beginning of all this that you know, all these tech companies would have like bad sales and it's been the complete opposite. It's been like, no, sales are booming because people actually need this technology. Uh, They need their new laptop right now and they can't wait. Um, And, you know, even for like this next quarter uh, in the Apple earnings sphere, people are predicting like another record breaking quarter for them because their iPad and MacBook sales have been like so high. And even the iPhone 12 sales, right? Like we were talking about like declining iPhone sales for a while. Even like the iPhone 12 is apparently like selling above expectations and they're like making like a ton of money selling that. So it's not even just like tablets and and MacBooks. People are like buying up phones. It is, it is interesting, uh, especially when we thought like sales would come to a crawl. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, and and who gets the actual inventory of products um, because someone's going to get the the lion's share of this. You can't possibly, yeah. you know, evenly dole it out. Like, e- that's not a thing, right? Everything I've read from Apple, like, you know, like Bloomberg articles and all this stuff, I try and educate myself. 
they basically are like first come. Apple spends a lot of money at like Foxconn to like get like the top chips and they like prepay. So they will prepay for like these shipments of chips that they need for their products. And they'll make sure that they're getting like the best manufacturing process as well for like, uh, what is it? TSMC that does their chips. I think I said mm-hmm. Foxconn. They, they assemble the iPhones. So TSMC gets paid. They make chips. And all of a sudden, Apple, you know, they are the first ones to get it. Uh, people who don't prepay or people who are like lower on the list, like say like a Google. Uh, we'll talk about their phone later and why it got delayed. Uh, this is why uh, they have to wait because they didn't prepay. They're they're not ordering like how many iPhones does Apple sell a year, Travis? Like a ridiculous amount. So One there's zillion. money to be made there. And yes. when you're buying like a pixel, it's like, well, maybe there's like a million. I don't know. Maybe. Well, that's the thing is like, and I I even mentioned this in a video coming. I was like, if, when I was talking about Apple Silicon and I'm like, uh, Google doing it doesn't make sense. And I've talked about this online. I don't know if I talked about it on GadgetCast why I think it's kind of silly for them to do it. But even if, you know, they did their own, it's the, the chip shortage is still going to affect other aspects of the devices that they'll still need parts for. So it almost doesn't matter if someone's manuf- trying to manufacture their own chips, which I don't believe Google is manufacturing. They may be designing it or something, but I don't think they're manufacturing anything. Um, uh, it, it's, it's definitely going to affect, it, it's going to affect a lot. It's going to affect... Um, like someone was in the chat was saying, even cars, it's going to affect everything. Pretty much, um, if you have anything that has any type of brains in it, in any side of, I mean, maybe not your blender, but certainly darn near anything else, uh, you will start to see some of these things sell out and then you got to wait. And Xbox, like you were saying, Xbox and PlayStation, especially, like it's going to be interesting because everyone needs the parts now. And everyone's going to be waiting for these uh, manufacturers to spit out more stuff. So I, I don't know. Do are we. Do we have a, a shortage of sand? Because I know like sand, if you compress it, it makes <laughs> is that what it is? Are we running out of sand? Is that what it is? I think it's like, like just like factories and stuff. I don't think it's like the components. I think it's like the labor force to do it and the amount of like factories and then just the unprecedented amount of people buying this stuff and, and the need for it. I could be wrong. I didn't read like too much into like maybe there's like physical part shortages. I'm sure in some form there might be but uh yeah it seems to be like a factory issue because i know uh i know the united states was talking about uh funding a bunch of money to address this chip shortage and when you're throwing money at a problem it's less of a scarcity of material and something to do with like they wanted to build factories here to manufacture a bunch of these chips because of the supply shortage so um yeah I, i just think it's probably they weren't expecting this amount of demand. This amount of demand has been here for like a year and it's like, well, yeah, we, we weren't expecting this much and people are buying. I mean, people, you know, tech purchases were on the rise anyway. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to make all this stuff. So uh, all this being said, uh, allegedly, this is part of the reason why the pixel five will. Well, so at one point, it was, we'll not see a release. And then it's like, well, we'll see a limited release. So John Prosser was saying, I think on Twitter that, uh, and then it was backed up by Android Central at first that the Pixel 5 was not going to happen. And then Google weirdly out of nowhere confirmed that the thing existed in the first place, which isn't like a big thing. They just hadn't announced it yet. So it's kind of weird for them to go, no, 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 it, it's coming out in America and Japan. Um, so it was, they got forced to announce something that they didn't even announce, which was kind of weird. Uh, but 
to a, so the, the story is mildly true. For America and Japan, I guess it's getting released, but everywhere else it isn't. And I don't know how big the Pixel phones are outside of the States. I know they're not entirely big in the States, so I can't imagine they're big outside of the States. Um, I guess it makes sense. So I think they're just releasing what they can in the countries that they think they'll have the most success in and that everyone else just doesn't get one this year, which I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I, I really don't. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a very interesting story about the pixel five with, uh, John saying, Hey, it's, you know, it's being canceled. And then, you know, like if, like, if you said like an Apple product was canceled, Apple wouldn't say anything, but all of a sudden like Google's like, hold on, wait a minute. If there's any chance someone was planning on buying this phone and is going to go buy another phone, uh, we're still making this unannounced product. So please don't, please don't spend money somewhere else. Right. Like maybe that's right. what they were like. Oh no. Like don't go buy the Samsung phone. You might have been, like, and, and the funny us. thing is, the funny thing is like, I don't think any of the other manufacturers would have come straight out and said, no, no, it's coming out. Like if, if a rumor came out about like a Samsung note, which has that it isn't coming out and stuff, I don't think they'd be so quick to reply to that. Certainly Apple wouldn't. Apple would be like, believe what you want. Yeah. But Google immediately was like, no, 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 it's coming out. It's, a, it's almost to your point. It's like, please don't believe that. We we only got a couple people going to buy this anyway. Please, please save your money. If you want this, please, it's coming, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, maybe... Maybe there's uh maybe there's a spot Google can fill now because uh you know so much has happened since the last show. LG is uh no longer making mobile phones anymore. They're getting out of the phone business. Um you know, uh, I haven't used I don't think like an LG phone in in quite some time and uh I know my dad was a big fan of LG phones. He actually like was still using one to like the end. Uh he really liked the headphone jack and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, they never really caught on, really. You know, they were kind of always playing, like, a backseat to all these other companies. And even if they were, like, a good... Like, you could usually find, like, LG phones on sale and stuff like that. But they never got, like, the excitement. Uh, and then there was a lot of other manufacturers coming in, like TCL kind of stepping on, on you know, their uh, usual ball field. And the last bit of excitement with LG was actually like towards the end of uh, last year when they came out with the LG wing and then they showed off like a rollable phone. And I really felt like, you know, like the LG wing was kind of a novelty. Some people liked it, but you know, it was kind of like, oh, this is a pretty interesting phone. Like this is something really different. And it kind of got that attention. And I noticed like on Twitter, LG actually like started like like a PR for like their mobile. Like they didn't have like press, like, like they didn't, they didn't have like a good strategy for like their mobile. And it seemed like maybe they were actually getting their, their stuff together with like this excitement. And then no, it's like, we're done. Well, real quick. Really I, I, I actually just want to rewind. Cause I just realized something. Someone sure. in chat said something that reminded me the first time I heard about this chip shortage was when Samsung said the notes might not come out this year because of the chip mm. shortage. So that was a big deal because there have been rumors about the Galaxy Note not coming out anyway, but for the CEO, I think it was CEO or something, mentioned that like we might not see this year because of that. That was the first indication of this shortage. Um, so I'm sorry if I rewound, rewound there. I just saw that I really wanted to hit on that because no, that was a big deal. That's good information. Now, the question is, how much is this going to affect um, Apple this year? So Google is going to be kind of affected, but I'm going to say not really, because quite frankly, um, if they release anything at all, the fact that they probably won't be able to get as many made is probably good for them because I, I, I make this video every year and I'm not trying to hate on Google. I'm not saying the phones are not good, 
but they don't sell a lot of phones. They don't. So it's probably better for them to not buy a whole bunch of sit in the warehouse somewhere. Well, do uh, you think, do you think now that there's not like an LG, like people still well, bought LG phones? I'm glad you said that. And this actually reminds me, I was supposed to do something. So, uh, there is a TCL, which I've talked about last year, came in, uh, came out of nowhere and dropped some, uh, some phones. And I forgot I was supposed to look at something because they're going to make an announcement, I think on the 14th of so what's that? Like four days from now. And I was supposed, I had an email and I was supposed to look at something. I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to say because it's an embargo, so I can't say what I'm looking at, but I'm going to give you my real-time, uh, uh, real-time, uh, what is it, reaction as I look at whatever it is they're going to release on the 14th. And here's the video. Oh, okay, hold on. So as you know, they've already announced earlier that they were going to release some 5G phones this year. Like they, they've actually, at what was it, um, CES, virtual CES, they said they're releasing a bunch of uh, 5G phones for stupid cheap. Now, I don't. I assume that they're going to be under the same issue where trying to get chips are, are going to be an issue, but they make their own screens, so that should at least help a little bit, even if the chip shortage might be something. Um, the thing that makes TCL so interesting is their timing. With LG dropping out and TCL coming in with last year's really good phones for a stupid good price, their $250 phone was so good I bought one for my dad. Now... I, I make that a big, you might go, okay, why is that a big deal? Well, because I don't want my dad to have to call me <laughs> if something goes wrong. I was so confident in that phone that I bought him one and he loves it. Um, what I, I'm excited to see with them being, with LG being out of everything to see what TCL comes to the table with. And I'm looking at what they're coming to the table with and it looks pretty good. Now, let me ask you one thing. I would love to know what you think about LG not only not, no longer being a player in mobile, but apparently they still are going to support their phones for up to three years. I would love to hear your feedback on that. Uh, hey, uh, I think it's something that uh, LG would have to say to get, you know, I'm sure they still have a large remaining uh, phone inventory out there. So, I mean, I don't know how much your average consumer is brushed up on this knowledge that LG isn't going to be making phones anymore. And, um, you know, maybe maybe that statement helps ease people into it. Like, OK, if I'm getting three years of software updates, that means it's OK to buy any of these phones. I'm sure a lot of them are going to be going on some deep discounts pretty soon. So if you can get an Android phone and, you know, LG made respectable phones, even if they really didn't capture like the attention of like a lot of people or there are shortcomings. Um, if you can get it at a discount, uh, that might be good for them because they're going to need to clear that inventory. And I think the the best way LG could make that happen is say they're going to support their phones for three years. Now, the big problem is, uh, was LG supporting their phones before for three years? Because if you're just throwing out that statement that they're going to support their phones for three years, were they doing that already? And uh, that could be an issue if they weren't because... How trustworthy is that statement? Like how, like if they're out of the business, they don't need to update their phones for three years. I don't know if there's like any legal, you know, if they say they're going to support their phone for three years, is there like a legal thing if they don't? So I'd be kind of concerned with LG statement that they're going to update their phones for three years. I don't know. It, it seems yeah. it seems fishy to me in a way. I don't think it seems fishy. I, I think they're doing the right thing for their customers. Um, and you gotta remember LG still around in other instances. Like I'm going to buy their, their new dude. I'm yes. looking at, uh, looking at the new LG TV, man. 
Uh, I am mere days away from getting the new C1, but I don't know if I'm getting 65 or 77 inch. The problem is I have my existing LG TV that I need to figure out. Someone needs to come and buy it. I don't know. I need, I need someone to buy it. That's the thing that's keeping me from. So I, I think now, now the thing is there are some people that think LG will come back later and to continue to support them. Uh, the, their existing products is a smart move. I don't know if they're ever going to come back. Never say never, of course. But I think if TCL smart and they do what they did last year by having some well-priced products, um, then, then they could take over where LG was. Now, the interesting thing is what I just saw, <laughs> I just saw something to tease. I don't remember if they even announced, I think they announced this type of phone. I don't want to say anything cause I'm under embargo, but my mouth just fucking freaking drew fell open <laughs> watching the video. The 14th, so keep an eye on, the. if you're listening to this uh, podcast on the 14th or after, Google uh, TCL new phones. Uh, the two f the phones are cool looking. I mean, again, I think they maybe even, sh yeah, they, they announced um, the TCL 25G and SE was announced earlier this year at 2021. But this other thing, wow. <laughs> TCL coming out swinging. And Here's the other thing about TCL. Something like, well, I think I've heard of the name TCL. Yeah, they do televisions, much like LG as well, right? And Samsung do television as well. Um, and they, TCL did something that worked for them in the television space. They came in very late into the television game when everyone had already established themselves and became one of the biggest selling companies, especially in the North America, like, period, because they came in with well-priced, well-performing televisions and then kind of expanded over time. OnePlus is making a mistake, in my opinion. They they did, so they came in, got a bunch of people to love them because they were doing um, low-priced flagship killers, so to speak. Now they're just doing flagship stuff. So I think OnePlus is going the wrong direction. I hope <clears throat> TCL is smart enough to start here, make a really good product at a really stupid good price like they've been doing and do it for a while, like establish that that's what you're there for and slow down on trying to become one of the flagship leaders because it's not even, to be honest, like it's good for press and stuff. But if you look at the top selling phones, the only time you see a top selling phone being a flagship in the world is typically an iPhone. And then everything else are like the A20s and the less expensive phones. Like if they stay there, if they stay there, TCL could really, really do some damage. And I would love to see that. If we lose LG, I say, come get it TCL, let's go. Yes. <laughs> I'm just excited for TCL, man. I don't know, it sounds silly. But I'm excited for him. I, um, yeah, it, you got the. I mean, we just it. lost. I have one. no idea what you're looking at. So, I'm well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you after the podcast. <laughs> you're going to look at it and be like, "Wow!" Now, uh, I want to yeah. address something real quick. Yates yeah. said, uh, "Since when is do doing what is right by their customers fishy or a bad thing?" I agree with Travis. That is wise. No, I'm listen. If they stick to the three year software update, that's a good thing for the customers. I'm just saying, like, I think LG phones in the past only got two years of software updates, so like. Hopefully they do update their phones for three years, but like if they're really out of the mobile business and like two years pass by, like, you know what I mean? Like maybe that third year of software updates won't come for some reason. And then you have to deal with like the telecom companies controlling these updates. And it usually takes like two months for these updates to like even be pushed out to people, depending on like the carrier and stuff like that. So that's what I mean by fishy. Like they weren't supporting their older phones for three years, according to the research I was doing. 
So it's just kind of like, okay, are you really going to support your phone for three years? I hope you are. You said it, so you should. But if you're out of the if you're out of the industry, is anyone going to hold you accountable for it? But Travis made a good point. They got a lot of other great products. I also have an LG OLED, so they probably don't want to piss off any of their customers. So that's a really good point. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, listen, I, I'm not... I'm not in charge of a multi-billion dollar company. They could just as easily go, you know what? We're, we're going to lose money on these. You know, you're going to find a bunch of places that will put these on sale. You got software. You're buying it for the software you have, not for the software you could get. And they could legitimately back out and not support them at all. And, and what could you say to that? Because at this point, you should know. But they're not. So I take my hat off to them. And that, in my opinion, at least leaves them a way to potentially come back if they ever decided they, they need to come back. I just, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think, what would I do in that case? Would you support a essentially dead product line? Like, like think, let's, you're the I don't CEO know. of so, Greg's Gadgets. Listen, it's it's weird. Because like, if Apple got out of the phone business tomorrow and they're like, we're going to do three years of software updates, that doesn't make sense because Apple makes the software. Why would they continue to invest any more money in it? The thing that's weird with Android is like LG kind of doesn't have to do that much work, I guess, because, you know, Android is Google. They're making the software and they just have to make sure it gets on their phones. But all of the parts that these companies use are kind of like so like interchangeable with like them using like Snapdragon. Uh, so even like the processors are all the same. So I don't think it's going to be that much work on LG to uh, make sure their phones get updated. I don't know what they I don't know what the process is for that. But uh, yeah, I think. I think I would do a three-year thing because uh, there's a lot of phones I'm sure they have sitting around. Uh, and if they want to sell them, telling people you get three years of software support, uh, that's a good way to make sure that people aren't scared of buying an LG phone. And, you know, I think they will keep to it. I think LG is a reputable company. I don't see why they would lie to their customers. But, um, yeah, I would, I, would, I would do the software update thing. Why not? Why not? Already then. Well, what's next? Oh, I don't know. We jumped around a bit. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Pixel watch. We probably should have talked about that with the Pixel. But the one of these rumors, or probably like the lead rumor from that John Prosser video, was actually the Pixel watch. Um, what do you think about this? Because one of the advantages of Apple's platform, I would say, is the Apple Watch. And, you know, no matter what reviews you read, even if it's like someone like leaning Android, they, they typically tend to say, uh, you know, the Apple Watch is above and beyond anything that Android is doing right now with Android Wear. And, you know, we've heard rumors of a Pixel Watch for quite some time. But, you know... Google actually doing it. I know they bought what Fitbit a while back. They actually own Fitbit now. So hmm. what do you, do you think Google can actually like come up with a good strategy for the pixel watch? I saw some of the renders. It actually looked, it looked like a compelling smartwatch. So is this going to work equally well with Android phones or is it just going to be like a pixel? That's the thing. If it works just as well, it's got to be like all Android, right? Yes. If it, if it does, and it doesn't leave out, because you know, like some phone, some smartwatches will work really well with their own phone, Samsung included, right? But they'll leave out some cool features from other Android phones or whatever. Now, if they don't do that and they just go, this is a smartwatch, it's independent of getting a Pixel phone, doesn't matter. We're gonna give you all the cool features. Then yeah, I mean, it's pretty dope. Um, I still wonder how big the Android smartwatch um, kind of market is. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that because I'm, 
I'm questioning it. I literally don't know. Like I know that a lot Apple sells a lot of Apple watches, but I think it's more of a it's almost like a not a fashion thing, but kind of a I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't know that that's the case with like an Android watch. Like I don't know that it's cool to have an Android watch. So I'd be especially since the last couple of last couple of months, the 16 or 18 months where you're really going outside anyway. Like, how much are you using a watch? I haven't turned, even put on my Apple Watch in a long time because I don't go anywhere. So I wonder if if also holding back the watch isn't so much that they can't release it in the chip shortage, but just like right now still doesn't make sense to release one. And then even when they do, where are you going to be able to buy it? Is it going to have really cool features that are going to differentiate it from some of the really cool Android smartwatches that are already out there? And I, I, I just wonder. I question what Google is doing in hardware. Like software-wise, they're doing everything, but I just don't understand why Google feels like they need to be in hardware. Because look at it, the Google. Uh, remember, they used to uh, they used to sell tablets. They don't even do that anymore. Uh, I, I just wonder why does Google feel like they need to have? They say like this is the the Google experience. Well, help help Android help make Android more like iOS in that. When you do an update to one phone, it gets all the phones get the update. Like, do stuff like that. Like, don't worry about making your own phone. Like, why? I don't. You, you're not like you're making a whole bunch of money on these phones anyway. You got to be spending more than you're spent than you're making on the, the Pixel phones. And I figured this is another instance of that. And I don't know. And maybe it's because of my nurse, because I don't know what the what the the overall kind of uh, watch thing is. Like, I don't know. Like, if, is there a big a bunch of people who really want an amazing Android. Why I, I would guess no, but I don't know. I also don't know. So there you go. Yeah. I, I looked up like a quick thing on nine to five Google here about like uh smartwatch percentages in terms of like sales. And uh, it looks like Apple in like 2020 quarter one had 55.5% of market share. Samsung had 13.9%, Garmin had 8%, and Wear OS isn't big enough to have its own thing. So Garmin was the lowest at 8%, and then it's others at 22.6%. So that's a whole bunch of different vendors. That's probably a lot of Fitbit stuff, honestly. Fitbit's pretty popular, so I'm guessing that's on there. Uh, but yeah, nowhere Wear OS to be found. Samsung actually uses uh, Tizen OS on their, on their watches. So... There's a big market here because there really isn't like a de facto flagship Android smartwatch. And I think like, I think there's really a huge potential here for this to be like a super popular product. Um, if Google gets like everything right, if they get the design right, if they get the features right, um, they got to make people want to wear these watches. They got to bring in compelling features. They have to make it a really good uh user experience. If anything, Google making a phone doesn't make as much sense because there's so many great Android manufacturers out there. So there really isn't like a missing piece to Android right now. But in terms of Wear OS, in terms of smartwatches, if Google actually wants to be a player, if they want Wear OS to be like a thing, if they think that's important to the future of computing, then I guess it kind of behooves them to actually make their own smartwatch because none of these other Android smartwatches are selling at all, uh, according to the according to the sales data. So this actually might make more sense for them to make than the Pixel phone. However, even though it might make sense in a way, because I still I still think they could get like a huge market share if they made like a really compelling product. It's just that like 
are they going to make a compelling product? Uh, you know, one of the problems with smartwatches is that like uh, manufacturers like um, like Qualcomm with their Snapdragon stuff, they don't they don't view it as a worthwhile investment. They don't want to make watch processors uh, because they don't sell enough. They don't make enough money off of it. Whereas with Apple, they make all their own chips and stuff and Apple gets the Apple Watch sales up and you know what? We're going to make our own chip for it. We can make it faster. We can make it more performant. We can give you more features. We can give you more health features, more health sensors. And that that's something Google could do. We were talking earlier about maybe Google might make its own silicon. Maybe it's for the watch. I don't know. But um, they would have to bring in a lot of compelling features. And based on what we've seen with like Wear OS in general, and Google's kind of approach to things, which seems to be more budget oriented. Like I'm pretty sure this Pixel Watch is going to be like a budget watch, right? A uh, budget fitness tracker, whatever. Um, I don't know if Google can deliver that compelling experience based on based on their history. But um, if they can, it's a compelling product. I would love to see a Pixel Watch that succeeds. I would love to see a Pixel Watch that packs in a lot of like the health features that uh, the Apple Watch gets a lot of credit for. I would I would really like to see that because I think that would be a really nice product. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure it wouldn't cost as much as a lot of the other smartwatches out there. But definitely have the software for it. So the feature set I'm not worried about. I just I just question whether there's an actual market for it. But uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Um, obviously, if it needs to be now, again, we're assuming a lot of things. If it needs yes. to be tied to the Pixel phone to do most of this stuff, that would be a huge mistake. That'd be don't do that, Google. Please don't do that. That would be the dumbest. Um, so yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that they don't yeah. think to do that. No, Yates. Yates has 100%. I meant to mention this too. They need to market this if they're going to sell it. Like they can't just yeah. release and be like, yo, we got the Pixel watch out. Come buy it. They need to market that. They need to have like ads running on TV showing how cool the Pixel Watch is, showing how like, oh, it looks so nice, does all these things. Like one of the reasons why Apple is so successful with their smartwatches is the marketing. Like it's like, hey, this is why you need an Apple Watch. These are all the stuff you could do with it. We have fitness classes that connect to your Apple Watch. These are all the health features. There's all these articles about the Apple Watch save this person's life. Like if Google can do some of that stuff, if they can get the advertising right and just make a good product overall though because that's the most important part if it's not a good product the marketing is not going to work um they have a chance here it's just based on their past history with how they do like the pixel phone releases i don't know if it would be i don't think it would be a big seller i don't know yeah we'll have to see uh so we got wwdc we did pixel watch we did pixel uh 5a uh or five or 5a is it just is it the five who knows i believe it was the 5a because the five is out Oh yeah, five A. Sorry, yes. Um, what uh, what else has been going on in the in the overall scheme of things we can talk about before we before we head out of here? Because I am tired. Uh, uh, we'll just uh, touch on <clears throat> WWDC one last time because yeah. I yeah, think yeah. we kind of glanced over that very quickly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this will be their developer conference. So um, you know we are expecting hardware there, new MacBooks, new iMacs. We've talked about that so much on GadgetCast. Mm -hmm. uh, actually did a video on that recently if you want to check it out on my channel where we talked about like the expectations of this next MacBook maybe we shouldn't be like overhyping it but um, other than that though we are going to get new software and you know software is very important for these devices so new version of iOS new version of macOS which I'm really interested to see where they're taking macOS with uh, Apple Silicon if there'll be a lot of enhancements there new Apple Watch stuff and uh, new Apple TV software maybe actually 
there's been like rumors about like a new Apple TV. And I got to say, Travis, I love my Apple TV. I noticed it being a little bit like sluggish like the other day. And I was like, I, I could use a new one. Like I want like a soup, <laughs> like, like what? It's like the A10 in there. It's like, give me like the A14 and like, let this For thing what? like fly. You're, you're I don't so know. funny, dude. Let it fly. I get it. I get it. Okay. I don't know. I, I, my my uh, my uh, Apple TV is fine. Um, I see uh, Sonny Dixon in here talking about air tags, which is, I mean, the biggest ongoing joke besides air power. Yeah. Like, bro. That was weird. Did you see they like did like a press release and they like announced like a competitor's version of air tags, like using like the their technology for like find the find my iPhone network. Yeah, I, I didn't get to read into it, but I saw something yeah. about that. I, what was what was the deal with that? Basically, all like the rumored stuff that's going into AirTags, like this huge like network of being able to like locate stuff. They announced like that feature with other products. So they like they mm. they announced a bike that had like this tracking technology built in, <laughs> and then they announced like a third party uh, like tile tracker that would kind of do like the same thing that AirTags does. I I like what what strategy is that like that's weird that was really weird why would you not save that announcement for air tags unless like they're really scared of like this anti-trust uh lawsuits and stuff going on right now like they're like kind of like under like lawmakers scrutiny and like air tags were like supposedly like a big thing of it because like tile was making like a big stink like apple can't make trackers we make trackers and and they control the phones that's not fair so maybe that was like a way to do that but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe air tags don't exist. Maybe we were right the whole time and it was just this third party tracker. I don't know. That was a weird announcement. Yeah. I, it, it obviously it shows that there's an interest in the, in solving the problem. Yeah. So they at the very least acknowledge that that's a thing, it's, whether they go through with the rest is kind of weird. I don't know. It's like when uh, Apple releases like a new keyboard and they're like, hey, Logitech, can you make like a cheaper one yeah. for us? Like that's yeah. ba that's basically what happened. And Apple didn't announce their own. Maybe they're saving it for like this upcoming week or maybe there will actually be an April event. I don't know. But uh, I thought it was super funny that they just announced all that stuff. And it was like. Where's your, where's your version? You were, we've been hearing about AirTags for so long. Just release it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I at this point, it's like I think also to to what I think John Prosser said a while back is like people aren't really going as many places at least at the moment. I think that's starting to change now. Um, so that having something that would track losing things may not be high on people's kind of lists. I don't know if that's changing now. Like maybe. Maybe now you could get away with it. I don't even know. Like, is would you want one? Would you want to buy them? Other than the, no, I guess. I've, I've been on the record multiple times. I do not need this product. I'll review it. I'll test it out. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Uh, but as I sit here right now, I do not need this product at all. Yeah. So, uh, listen, hey, I, you know, I, I see tons of people outside now. I don't, I, I think it's the perfect time to release it. I don't know. People are, people are crazy. Maybe. Yeah, especially in Florida and Texas where everything's normal, yeah. apparently. This is, this is amazing. Hey, is uh, things are like looking normal here. And I'm like, I don't know if it's normal yet. I don't know if you should be doing all this stuff. And I like look outside and there's like people like gathering around. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I'm 80% uh, immune now. So, you know, I can, I can start taking yeah, some risks. Same, same. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited to get my, well, I'm not excited to feel crappy after my second shot, but I'm excited to. Get to the point where hopefully more people get vaccinated. We can you, start getting back to, you know, where we need to be. Are they going to do CES like 
for the next one? Like, is it going to be like a real CES? Next year, very, there'll probably be a version of it that's in person because a lot of the things like VidCon and VidSummit, which are YouTube kind of related things, are coming back later this year. Yeah. So very likely next year, CS will have something, whether they'll be at the full capacity, like the, like the way it was, that I don't know. They might... They could do any number of things. They could require vaccines. They could I think that's make it just it. a limit. Yeah, make a limited number of people. But I'll tell you, you know, I went uh, in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen or whatever, whatever year it was twenty twenty, and um, it's it's the entire city of Las Vegas basically. And if you've ever been to Las Vegas, it's just it's just every hotel is it's insanely big. So it's not something you can even. I I would say they're probably going to go with whatever Vegas itself does. And uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's uh, I suspect there'll be well, some form <clears throat> of it next year, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, see. End, the, we'll end the show on this because it actually yeah. reminded me of something. Uh, a Bloomberg article from Mark Gurman talking about Apple's like, you know, AR plans and they're going to release like a they're going to release like a VR headset first. And oh, yeah. apparently like it's like soon, like they want to like announce this like within like the next three months. And uh, according to Gurman, like his sources and he has good sources in Apple. Um they were saying like <clears throat> they want in-person events back. They don't like doing these virtual events. Like we've kind of talked about on Gadgetcast. Like, will this be the future of Apple events going forward? Like these virtual events, they're done really well. Like you know, why not just do them virtually? It seems like a, it seems like easier for everyone. But apparently, like the people in Apple love to have like press at their event. And the problem with this like VR headset is they don't want to announce it with like a press release or like even at a virtual event because they know like no matter how they announce this there's no good way to show it off and if they just like announce it like they're basically expecting like people to like rip it apart without using it so they really want to do an in-person event in like the next three months where they can actually show like yeah you have to experience a vr headset but you know how people are, Travis, online. Like they'll see like the announcement of like an Apple VR headset, and they'll be like, "Ah, this thing looks so dumb, and I didn't get yeah, to yeah. use it. So what do I know?" Like, but like if Apple like truly believes in the technology and they think they have a good product, like they want the people there to experience it to like blow them away. And uh, yeah, so I think like we were talking about like is in-person events going to be like a thing of the past? I'm guessing once like everything starts to look a little bit safer, once people are more vaccinated. I think things are going to just pick right off, like pick right off. Cause like people, people apparently want to like host these events, CES and stuff. People make a lot of connections in person. So I think there's a need for these in-person events still. I don't think, I don't think events in the future are just going to be all virtual and digital and all that stuff. Yeah. No, at some point people are going to need to be back, uh, touching and feeling things, Oof. whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, as always, all the links uh, are in the show notes if you're listening to audio mm. and, of course, on YouTube in the description below. For those of you on YouTube, we'll do a little bit of a quick uh, aftercast. If you're listening to the audio podcast, uh, thank you. Please leave us some type of uh, review. Digital correspondence. Podcast. Leave us an email, yes. voicemail. Yeah. I'll put my phone number in the show notes. You ah! can... You can <laughs> <An ant. laughs> An ant. Travis uh, freaked an ant, out over it. An ant came on me. What? How did I get an ant in here? 
This is why you gotta, you know, this is why you gotta join the live show. Travis is just covered head to toe in ants. It's uh, quite a spectacle to see. How the hell did an ant get in here? All right, anyway. What was I saying? I was saying something important. Oh, I was gonna make a. I said I'll leave my phone number in the, uh, in the description. You could text me and, uh, you know, send a text right to me, and we'll, you know, put on the show. That sounds good. All right. Anyway, uh, he's Greg. I'm Travis. This is Gadgetcast. We'll see you next week. Peace and love.